0: SECTION 30 OF THE NATIONAL GEOGRAPHIC MAGAZINE, VOLUME 5. THIS IS A LIBRIVOX RECORDING. ALL LIBRIVOX RECORDINGS ARE IN THE PUBLIC DOMAIN. FOR MORE INFORMATION OR TO VOLUNTEER, PLEASE VISIT LIBRIVOX.ORG. PROCEEDINGS OF THE INTERNATIONAL GEOGRAPHIC CONFERENCE IN CHICAGO, JULY 27-28, 1893. MEMOIRS AND ADDRESSES. EARLY VOYAGES ALONG THE NORTHWESTERN COAST OF AMERICA by Professor George Davidson, PhD, SCD, etc., President of the Geographical Society of the Pacific. Part One, Preliminary Remarks. The geodetic work of the United States Coast and Geodetic Survey was extended to the Pacific seaboard in 1850, at a time when the geography of the coast was very imperfectly known, and when the names of capes, bays, rivers, and islands were in much confusion. Part of my duty in the initiation of this public work consisted in the determination of the latitude and longitude of the headlands, islands, harbors, rivers, rocks, and dangers, and in the geographic reconnaissance of the coastline from the Mexican boundary to the forty-ninth parallel. While in command of the surveying brig Fauntleroy, I entered upon the self-imposed task of writing a coast pilot for California, Oregon, and Washington very naturally my early interest in the old explorations became intensified as i sought to give the authority for each discovery and for each name and i made many special examinations of the narratives that were then available for the identification of doubtful localities this work continued with more or less directness until i was gathering the material for rewriting the fourth edition of the coast pilot and when i had familiarized myself with every mile of our own coast and had a fair acquaintance with the ocean coast of lower california as far as san jose del cabo along the whole seaboard i had sketched the landfall the headlands and the notable features of the coast to be able to recall their peculiarities collation of the old narratives in order to preserve some of the results of these investigations incidental to my official duties i determined to collate the narratives of ulloa Cabrillo and Ferrello, 1542-43, to Drake, 1579, and Vizcaino, 1602-03, to and later authorities. And in the extended record thereof, I am satisfied that most, if not every one, of the discrepancies of the old Spanish and English navigators have been reconciled. The inaccuracies of the earliest discoverers arose principally from errors of their crude instruments, ignorance of the coast currents, errors of judgment in estimating distances unreliable compasses etc among the spanish discoverers the meagerness of detailed descriptions a failure to seize the salient points for determining their positions the want of minute accuracy in most of their plans sometimes giving importance to general features and sometimes to details without distinction and a human weakness to exaggerate certain discoveries and yet to overlook completely others as or more important have much involved the locating of many of their landfalls, headlands, bays, and anchorages. Even with the accuracy of Vizcaiano, personal acquaintance with parts of the coast is absolutely necessary to establish identification. The earlier navigators had not the education to carry through extensive and orderly narratives, and we can easily imagine that the priest who invariably accompanied these expeditions was the principal author of the reports. Moreover, the effects of the ever-present scurvy harassed the commander and lowered the whole nervous tone of the strongest men and the wretched Indians. Vizcaino returned with half his crew, and but two or three men able to do ordinary duty. The broken records of Drake's two anchorages on our Pacific coast are very meager and unsatisfactory until carefully weighed and elucidated by personal knowledge and the assembling of nearly contemporary material. The minuteness of record in the full and faithful narratives of Cook and Vancouver, of comparatively recent date, has enabled me to follow their track day by day and to correct their positions by personal knowledge of the localities which they describe, but while giving these great discovers the fullest credit for surveys unparalleled before or since their time, when all the attendant circumstances are considered i cannot withhold my admiration for the indomitable courage and perseverance of the older spanish navigators who in ill-conditioned and ill-supplied vessels with crude instruments and methods and with crews nearly destroyed by scurvy fought their way from the tropics to the wildest parts of the alaskan coast regardless of seasons there were giants in the earth in those days The records of such of these earlier voyages as have been published are too short and meagre to be of much more value than isolated statements of what was done on given dates, and the inaccuracy of the observations for the determination of the geographic positions has led many writers to judge that all these men were touched with the spirit of Maldonado, de Fonte, and de Fuca. In comparatively recent controversy, which was unfortunately marred by national feelings, Cabrillo and Farello have been placed not only at the latitudes which their erroneous instruments presumably gave, but located on the immediate coast, when they were storm-driven far to seaward, while Drake has, even at this late day, been carried as far north as the island of Vancouver. But with the present knowledge of our coast, it is possible to locate Ulloa in his heroic struggle north of the gulf of Sebastian Vizcaiano. To track Cabrillo and Ferrello in their discoveries in the terrific southeasters of our midwinter, to place Drake under Cape Ferrello and Punta de los Reyes, and to fix with certainty the most of Viscaano's positions. Later than 1603 I have not undertaken identifications in this short paper except to incidentally mention Father Teraval's visit to Port Eugenio and his landing upon Natividad and Cerros Islands, which has been so much misapprehended by a recent author the voyages of cabrillo and Farello fifteen forty two to forty three i was particularly interested in the voyages of cabrillo and Ferrello, and in studying their narratives have endeavored to put myself in their places understanding the character of the seasons and the difficulties of the winds currents swells and fogs which they encountered i have tried to follow them day by day in their exciting discoveries the two narratives had to be collated and studied as a general statement then every word and idiomatic phrase had to be carefully weighed and defined the mistranslation of certain words in cabrillo Farello, and vizcaiano had misled previous investigators i based my translation of the narrative of cabrillo upon the condensed unconnected and unsatisfying chapters of herrera corrected several mistakes and deciphered one or two obscure passages Farello's narrative is in moderate detail and presents several critical passages where important issues are involved, yet I feel satisfied that every case of doubt has been elucidated. These two narratives are of unequal value. The original of Cabrillo has certainly been lost, and as he died during the exploration, the statements after the first ten days are extremely meager. Discoveries like that of San Diego Bay are not mentioned. Once, there is a difference of date with Ferrello, and occasionally particular expressions are common to both narratives. For Drake's share of discovery on this coast, we have The World Encompassed, printed by the Hacklet Society, The Arcano del Mare of Dudley, The English Hero, and later productions. For the narrative of Vizcano. I have used the Noticia della California, etc., by the Father Miguel Venegas, of which the published English translation is unsatisfactory. So far as I have learned, there are no charts of Ulloa, Cabrillo, and Farello extant. Learning that there was a manuscript chart in the Royal Museum of Munchen, exhibiting the line of coast as seen by Drake between latitudes 42.5 degrees and 38 degrees, I obtained full-size photographs of this invaluable record, which was evidently the basis for Dudley's chart of that part of the coast in his Arcano del Mare of 1647. Except the orientation of Drake's chart, the shoreline from Rogue River in 42.5 degrees, to Drake's Bay under thirty eight degrees is remarkably consistent with the general outline of the coast as laid down by the United States Coast and Geodetic Survey. From the British Museum, I obtained tracings of the portus novi albionis of Drake and part of the hemisphere whereon is shown his northwesternmost position and the Crescent City Reef, the dragon rocks of Vancouver, never before connected with his landfall of the coast. To trace Vizcaiano's narrative, i first followed his chart of california as given by Burney, but have since obtained from the state department at washington copies of the coastline as drawn from his thirty-two plans by the navigators of the sutil and mexicano 1802 with all his names this chart is of variable scale and without parallels of latitude but when these are supplied through means of well-recognized capes and harbors it is a remarkably good work for that period the modern charts which have been consulted have all been made by the United States Coast and Geodetic Survey, and the coast pilots from San Jose del Cabo, northward, have been consulted for exactness of geographic position and for the views of headlands. The Errors of Their Instruments. As the investigation progressed, it became evident that there were large errors in the determinations of the latitude by Cabrillo and Ferrello. These and the erroneous estimates of distances were at first very confusing for the identification of capes and harbors insufficiently described and i had to rely upon my personal knowledge of the coast and seaboard to locate them the navigators rarely gave the latitude nearer than half a degree but the effect of this was not apparent at the outset where their reported measures were very nearly in accord with the true positions when i had established the large and constantly increasing errors as the vessels sailed northward the identification was much simplified there were several points on the coast of mexico and one or more near the southern extremity of lower california whose latitudes were doubtless known to all the navigators with a reasonable degree of accuracy and evidently accepted by cabrillo and Farello. the latitude of porto de navidad whence the san salvador and la victoria sailed is nineteen degrees thirteen minutes north and quite naturally it is not mentioned by either of the captains cape corrientes which is well known is distant thirty leagues from navidad in latitude twenty degrees twenty five minutes and although ferrillo says that they had a southeast wind and estimated the distance at forty leagues cabrillo places the cape in latitude twenty degrees and a half at this time i assume he did not observe for the latitude but adopted that given by previous authorities. After crossing the Gulf of California, Cabrillo says, on Sunday, the 2nd of July, they found themselves in 24 degrees and more, and recognized the Puerto del Marquez del Valle, which they called La Cruz, which is the coast of California. Ferrello says, they anchored the following Monday, on the 3rd of the same month, off the point of California, etc., the easternmost land of the peninsula of lower california is cape pulmo under which there is a good anchorage and fresh water the eastern point of the land which is a cliff four hundred and ten feet high and rises rapidly inland is in latitude twenty three degrees twenty three minutes and if cabrillo observed for latitude as we may feel assured he did when he made this landfall the correction to his determination is zero degrees thirty seven minutes and more At Cape San Lucas, the southwesternmost point of the peninsula, the ships anchored in the comfortable bay and took in water. The anchorage is in latitude 22 degrees, 52 minutes, and its position was already known. Cabrillo does not mention this harbor, and Ferrello evidently did not observe for latitude, for his narrative states, they say that this port is in 23 degrees. This indicates a correction of 0 degrees, point zero eight minutes to the assumed position from cape san lucas the navigators followed the coast which ulloa had discovered three years earlier if they had copies of his chart or of his report they never refer to them or to him or use his names of capes and bays except the island of cedros northward of cape san lucas we begin to find the large errors of latitude which began at the point of california as they were reconnoitring the coast during the summer months the weather was generally fair for observation the winds adverse and sometimes quite strong the swell heavy and the fogs increasing as they advanced until well to the northward the fogs would rarely prevent a noon observation for latitude the two narratives refer to seventy-one positions that are subject to identification yet it is somewhat singular that the cabrillo narrative has only two independent observations for latitude while the Farello narrative has twenty-two whenever the latitude of a place is given by both narratives which occurs eight times, the two statements are identical, except in the case of Point Conception, where the correction to Cabrillo's determination is 2 degrees, 3 minutes, and to Ferrello's 1 degree, 33 minutes, and more. The corrections with a gradual increase as the latitude increases are fairly uniform for certain stretches when we consider that the latitude was rarely stated closer than half a degree except to add that it was more on four occasions and scant on another. From latitude 23 degrees 23 minutes to 28 degrees 6 minutes, the average correction to 11 determinations is 0 degrees 48 minutes, with a range from 37 minutes to 58 minutes. From latitude 28 degrees 55 minutes to 31 degrees 45 minutes, the average correction to 9 determinations Is 1 degree 4 minutes with a range from 42 minutes to 75 minutes. From latitude 31 degrees 51 minutes to 34 degrees 27 minutes, the average correction to 9 determinations is 1 degree 24 minutes with a range from 60 minutes to 123 minutes. This line of coast includes San Diego, San Buenaventura, and Point Conception from latitude thirty six degrees three minutes to thirty eight degrees thirty one minutes the average correction to eight determinations is one degree eighteen minutes with a range from seventy nine minutes to ninety one minutes including the determination in the gulf of the Farallones and of the landfall of cato mountain which are not closely located it is somewhat remarkable that the position of san diego bay and of point conception which latter was to them a notable cape should present larger errors of the instruments than any other places on the coast. At San Diego the correction to Ferrello's determination is 1 degree 40 minutes and at point conception 1 degree 33 minutes and more to Farello and 2 degrees 3 minutes to Cabrillo. In these extreme and infrequent cases I suspect erroneous readings of the instruments amounting to not less than 30 minutes of arc or of the whole diameter of the Sun. These corrections must govern the high latitudes which the navigators report to have reached when they were struggling for life in the great storms far from land, and almost up to the latitude reached by Drake less than thirty-seven years later. Erroneous Estimates of Distances The estimates of distances along the exposed seaboard, when the vessels were buffeted by the regular northwesters and the large swell and offshore adverse current, are as a rule so irregular and erroneous that they are almost useless for determining intermediate positions when they reached the quieter waters of the santa barbara channel with little wind before the rainy season with very small swell and little current it was possible to proportion the erroneous estimate of distance between san buenaventura and point conception and with a personal knowledge of localities i was able to fix every anchorage they made under that pleasant and populous coast and where they held frequent intercourse with the friendly Indians. End of Section 30